0: Greening with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
1: Yes, it is. We're rolling along here presented by Progressive Insurance. We are we have spent our first hour with some potential comebacks, paying tribute to Roger Federer, talking about stunning predictions. Rob Nikovich likes the Bears Sunday night against the Packers. Bart Scott likes the Jets Sunday afternoon against the Browns. All that more has been in the hopper. Question of the day is a really good one. Again, you got about 40-something minutes here. Let me find the exact time. You got 47 minutes to cast your vote on the Twitter question of the day at ESPN Greeny. If Aaron Judge hits 62 this year, will you consider that the record? Right now, it's pretty close in the voting. Go to my Twitter page and cast your vote. We'll update that as we go. And I got some I'm sorry watts that I'm planning to get to, which is to say you're going to hear some interesting people saying interesting things. But first, Bubba, I think we must dive a little more deeply into the psychology of Nuno. So we just had a little bit of a conversation, but the entire country was not privy to it. So let's now welcome everyone into this discussion. Nuno voiced to me during a commercial break, and so then I asked him to share it on the air. His emotions upon listening to Woj's podcast, The Woj Pod, and hearing an interview with Donovan Mitchell, in which Donovan Mitchell said that he went to bed on a Sunday night expecting to wake up in the morning as a New York Nick, and then on Monday, of course, it didn't happen. And I asked Nuno to try and share with us his emotions upon this, because I think it's very healthy and valuable to talk through some of these emotions. And what then happened was fascinating. This is less about emotion than it is about psychology. Nuno said, well, I, 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 first I'm thinking to myself, well, there's the superstar we're finally going to get. And then he said, hold on, I, 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 shouldn't, I don't want to call Donovan Mitchell a superstar. He's not a superstar. And then he went on and said a whole lot of other words, but I had by that point stopped listening to them. Because here's what I can tell you with great certainty, that had Donovan Mitchell come to the Knicks, that he, Nuno, would have described Donovan Mitchell as a superstar in literally every conversation he had for the remainder of his life. So it brings up two interesting questions, Baba. The first is, is Donovan Mitchell a superstar? And the second is, Does a, what does it say about the psychology of Nuno that he removes the superstar tag from him based exclusively upon him not signing with his team. Let's answer the first question first. Bubba, is Donovan Mitchell a superstar?
0: Um, I think he is. I do too. Yeah, I think he qualifies for sure. Now,
1: I think it depends on how you define superstar. If you are limiting superstar to players who, if you have them on the roster, you are automatically a championship contender and – They are household names in every household on planet Earth. He's not that. Right. But then you are limiting yourself to about five people. If you're going to own, if you're going to reserve the term superstar for that limited a group, then okay. But that's going to take a lot of people out of the conversation because then Chris Paul isn't a superstar. And Chris Paul, to me, clearly is. So superstar cannot be limited to Giannis, LeBron, Kawhi, Steph. In my opinion, I am willing to be a little more liberal in my usage of the word superstar. So I would definitely count Donovan Mitchell as one. Nuno, how do you define a superstar if Donovan Mitchell isn't? Not Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so you are acknowledging, but you are freely no, igno- you I are I think acknowledging a, this I, is just about him no, not coming I to your think, team.
2: I think a superstar, there is a level, like the Giannis's, the Lukas, uh KD... Embiid, LeBron, Steph Curry, there's that, you know that level, right? I think he's in that, he's a notch below guys like Tatum. I don't think Tatum, like Tatum is on that, like knocking on that door sometimes. We thought in the beginning of the playoffs he was through that door, but like Mitchell is on that Jimmy Butler level. Do you consider Jimmy Butler a superstar?
1: Do you consider Mitchell and Butler to be on one level? See, this is interesting. And today isn't the day to do it because it's going to require a little, a little work ahead of time. But here's what I think we need to do. We need to put together the, the tiers of stardom in the NBA, which is going to take into account as many things as you choose. I do think a player's overall fame and celebrity do go into the equation. It's not just about how good a player you are. I think you have to combine both of those things. So you're telling me that the apex level of superstar in the NBA is one thing and that neither Jimmy Butler nor Donovan Mitchell belong on that list. I, let's, let's put a pin in that conversation because I'm not prepared to have it right now because there's just too many players that we won't think of and then, oh, yeah, we needed that guy. It'll be a disorganized radio discussion, and I'm not here for that. But we will at some point in the next few days have done the homework and have what I think will be a fascinating conversation in which I will prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that Donovan Mitchell is worthy of being described as a superstar. All right. Meanwhile, I'm going to change up course. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. So I, I was going to do this a little later in the hour, but because I didn't anticipate we would take that time there, let me let me put this in here, and it actually works out very nicely because this is exactly when we had this discussion yesterday. This is Greeny. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, and we're also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, Make Every Moment More. I got a lot of very nice and strong reaction as I went about my day yesterday to the discussion we had right at this time about Giselle Bundchen and Tom Brady. And for those of you who are not with me, I will recap briefly that when I read Giselle's comments in Elle magazine um, about the challenges of Brady continuing to play and how she wants him to be more present. Again, this is stuff I would never have gotten into had she not chosen to make it public in this interview with L um, in which she talked about how she would like him to be more present and how this is difficult because he needs to chase his joy too. And I said, this is a moment in which I really do not envy people who were that level of famous. I am an excellent level of famous. I actually wrote this in uh, my first book, which is called Why My Wife Thinks I'm an Idiot. Um, Being a little famous is an excellent amount of famous to be. And the way I described it in the book is if you are really, really famous, you can't go to some restaurants because all of the other people there will bother you. If you are not at all famous, you can't go to those restaurants because they're afraid you'll bother the famous people. If you're a little famous, you go, and people are a little excited to see you. That's how I would describe this level of fame. People are generally a little excited to see me, but it is very manageable. I can live a completely normal life. What Giselle Bunchen and Tom Brady are leading is a completely abnormal life, but they are normal people. And so what I said yesterday that seemed to really strike a chord, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm gratified by this, is that Tom Brady being the greatest quarterback of all time and Giselle Bündchen being the most famous model in the world, neither one of those make a damn bit of difference when they're alone in a room. And you spend a lot more of your life alone in a room with the people closest to you than you do out there having pictures taken and all that. Life is not red carpets. Life is not even 80,000 people chanting your name at a football stadium. Life is the stuff that goes on in your house. And the stuff that's going on in their house is not that different from the stuff that's going on in yours and mine. Yeah, they have a ton of money, so they probably have more help and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, their life, their interpersonal relationships are just like everybody else's. And that's why I said, I feel really, I actually genuinely feel sorry for them. Is it hard to feel sorry for Giselle Bunchen and Tom Brady, who have literally everything in life most people imagine they want, Fame, wealth, beauty—unimaginable beauty on both sides. Unimaginable fame on both sides. Unimaginable wealth. Yes, but you can still—I still do feel bad for them that they have to live out what is, what seems to be going on in their relationship as publicly as they do. And I'll just give you a very small illustration because it reminded me of a story of something that happened. This is not nearly as personal, but it's something that happened while I was on my vacation. We were in Colorado. And we went to a restaurant, and there were, they were a, a bunch of us. we were two families on this trip, so I think there were like nine or ten people at our table. And when we entered the restaurant, I, I want to say we, we stood and waited at the bar for about five minutes for our table to be ready. And during that time, I don't know, two or three people came over and said hello. Hey, Greeny, love the show. Hey, Greeny, big fan. Hey, Greeny, tell Stephen A. I said blah, blah, blah. Wonderful, fabulous, friendly, and no, literally a non-issue, and so we sat down at our table of we having dinner. Uh, at some point, pretty early in our meal, David Beckham walked in. David Beckham and his family came to have dinner. His married, of course, to I'm going to forget her name now, but she was Posh Spice from The Spice Girls. Victoria is, I believe, is her name, and a bunch of kids, you know, which I uh, I assume are their kids, and other stuff. And so at my table, apparently there's a lot of stuff that has happened with their son who got married to someone else. I don't even know what it is. Apparently there's some controversial stories about all of that. I I don't even know that stuff. I know who David Beckham is, but that's all I know. But I watched in horror as people are walking over to his table nonstop and taking pictures with him. One of them sat down at his table and took a selfie. And didn't even really seem obviously to ask permission to do so. And he was pretty gracious about the whole thing, I thought. And then I saw him get up to go to the bathroom. And I saw like a line of people go running behind him who were going to obviously start trying to take pictures with him. David Beckham is one of the most famous people in the world. And that's what I thought of. And I found myself thinking, I would not. That guy's got all the money in the world. He's got a thousand times more money than I could ever imagine. He's a thousand times more famous than I'll ever be. He has unlimited opportunity in his life and all that. And I would not trade lives with him. I would not trade places with him. That would be no way to live. And that was what I thought. Now, I'm not suggesting that you should feel the same way. And I'm by no means suggesting you should feel sorry for people who have these wonderful, beautiful, glamorous lives. But there's at least one vote for, you know what, sometimes there's something to be said for being able to live your life your own and people not really caring one way or another about it. So some people reacted strongly to the comments I had on Giselle yesterday. That's how I feel. I do not envy them having to go through what they're going through right now as publicly as they are. All right, uh, that was what I meant to do a little bit later. Coming up, we will get to Russell Wilson. You're going to hear from Mad Dog. we got time for your calls. we got a lot of fun stuff still on the hopper, so stay where you are. I'm Greeny, this is ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This
3: show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us
1: Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, ClickGranger.com or just stop by. All right, we're rolling along here. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. And a reminder, this month, Disney Plus is back in action with exciting new premieres. From Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, National Geographic, and The Simpsons. This month only, you can get Disney Plus for just $1.99 for one month. Offer available now till the 19th. Then it's $7.99 a month after that. All that and more. Now streaming, again, question of the day. If Judge gets to 62 home runs, will you consider that the record? Vote at my Twitter page, at ESPNGreeny.com. Uh, it is a pretty close vote, and this polls stay open for about another 20 minutes. So get your vote in again on Twitter, at ESPN Greeny. Meanwhile,
0: I'm sorry, what? what, what, what? I'm sorry, what, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what?
1: All right, so uh, for I'm sorry, what, which generally is meant to be a presentation of interesting people saying interesting things, we start with Russell Wilson. So Russell Wilson is a guy who left Seattle because he felt that his coach— did not view the game and did not view him the way he views himself. That's my read. Russell Wilson wanted to inherit the National Football League from Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. And a funny thing happened on the way to that. Tom Brady never went away. Aaron Rodgers never went away. And Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert and all these other young people came in, and they're kind of taking over the league. And I think Russell was there in Seattle saying, Well, how about me? I'm that level of great. Why don't I ever get to be the face of the league? And maybe part of the reason he thinks is where I play, but a bigger part is they don't let Russ cook. That's not how Pete wants to win. So he wants out and he goes to Denver. And in his first game, rather than let him try and convert a fourth down, the coach coaches to kick a 64-yard field goal. If I'm Russell Wilson, I don't I don't know how for the life of me he got these words out.
4: Yeah, for sure. I think that uh, I think that, you know, I was I was at the line of scrimmage ready to go for it, too. You know, I was calling a play and we were ready to go. Um, but, you know, that's what that's what we, we decided. And, and uh, we went with it, you know, and we, we missed by, I don't know,
1: yard, maybe um, and, you know, maybe half a yard. So it was, it was close. So there's Russell Wilson saying the right thing. Now, I give him credit. I know a lot of the players are like, Russ needs to speak up. He can't. Look, I don't know what to tell you. I believe it doesn't do any good. I think it only makes it worse if Russell Wilson goes out there and torches. He would never do that. But even offers any criticism, mild criticism of his coach publicly. Privately, is a different story. Is he in the office with Nathaniel Hackett saying, hey, what the hell did we do there? I hope so. Meantime, it just gives us another excuse to enjoy Chris Mad Dog Russo's rant of yesterday in which he just obliterated Hackett.
3: I don't know what these guys do when they're sitting, you know, breaking down plays at three o'clock in the morning in some locked up closet in the middle of the wintertime in God forsaken hell holes like Green Bay. My God, what a disaster for him. Boy, if his parents were watching that in New Hampshire, they'd be vomiting in the middle of the night. That was a disgrace. Meanwhile, I can't get my social security account organized, which has me annoyed. Where is my statements?
1: Nathaniel Hackett, what a dope. <laughs> I think the transition we spent a lot of yesterday laughing at that. <laughs> Nuno, I think the transition of where, is my, where are my statements to Nathaniel Hackett, what a dope. Here's the funniest six seconds I've ever heard in my entire life. And if anyone who doesn't know Chris and uh, didn't listen to him, if you don't know why that's funny, there's no way for me to explain to you why it's funny. But if you know why it's funny, nothing could be funny. Meanwhile,
3: I can't get my social security account organized, which has me annoyed. Where is my statements?
1: Nathaniel Hackett. What a dope. Even just where is my statements is, instead of where are my statements, is funny. Literally, there's not one second of that that is not, you know, pure gold, right? Nathaniel
2: Hackett sounds like a name of a guy that could help you find your Social Security statements. (laughs) I'm telling you, maybe he would help him. He would have better luck that way.
1: You know what it makes me think of? Remember there was that parody Twitter account, there may still be, about Andrew Luck saying he looks like, you know, a, a... like a colonel or something in the, in the Civil War. Yeah. Like, that's when people were named Nathaniel, right? Like, I, I'm not going to sit here and make fun of a man's name. I mean, Lord knows he's got enough problems with the way he coached the end of that game. It's obviously, if the man wants to be known as Nathaniel Hackett, then you should honor his wishes and call him Nathaniel. But do you know anyone in your life named Nathaniel? Look, let me ask you a question, Bubba. If you met someone, well, you're a bad person to ask because you go by Bubba, and your name is Brendan,
0: Right. But... I mean, I know I have pe- friends who were... Their name is Nate, but but their their name is Nathaniel, but they go by Nate.
1: Yeah. It might be Nathan, and it might be Nathaniel.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know multiple people. Their their name is Nathaniel, but they go by Nate.
1: If you met a person and just said, hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. My name is Brendan. They said, hey, good to meet you. I'm Nathaniel. Like, are you not going to have some kind of reaction to that? Again, I, 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 I would like to... I apologize in advance to all of the Nathaniels out there who are listening. I'm sure you're wonderful people. I'd love to have an explanation of why you choose to go by Nathaniel. It just feels like a
0: very, very
1: dated name, doesn't it? Is that just me?
0: I mean, it's definitely the, the going with the full proper name.
1: You know? Nathaniel Hackett sounds like someone who like signed the Declaration of Independence.
0: Well, I thought it was the Hackett part too. Yeah, the Hackett in it. They go really, together. Yeah. It's
1: it's like you know, like like if you were to look at the signers, you know, the founders and framers, and you go back and you look. If I told you right now, if you didn't know he was a football coach, and I just said to you right now, I read you a bunch of names. If I'd even done this last week. When his name wasn't in, on the tip of everybody's tongue, Bubba. Right. If I had just read for you a bunch of names of people who were on, whose, whose signatures were on the Declaration of Independence, and I just, just read them Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Paine, Thomas Jefferson, um, Nathaniel Hackett, right. and I just kept going, would you stop me? Would you be like, no, there's no Nathaniel Hackett on the de- Declaration of Independence?
0: You would buy it. I would just assume he was part of the uh, Boston Tea Party.
1: It sounds like it, doesn't it? That's that's to me when people were known as Nathaniel. So anyway, but that's the least of his concerns right now. So we'll see. I hope he gets it worked out. But if he doesn't, at least we always have Mad Dog.
3: Meanwhile, I can't get my Social Security account organized, which has me annoyed. Where is my statements? (laughs) Nathaniel Hackett.
1: What a dope. (laughs) I have one more that I want to play, and this is... Uh, you know what? I'm gonna save it. I want to save it because it's so funny and so good that I want to have plenty of time to do it, and I want to get in a green list, and I want to get in time for your phone calls. We've not done phone calls today, and we didn't get much in yesterday, so I want to open the phone lines up to you right now at eight 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 say ESPN 888-729-3776. And here's the, the question: is very simple. How are we feeling? As a football fan, you're one week in. We're getting ready to start week two. How are we feeling? Some of us are feeling good. Some of us are feeling bad. All of us are feeling something. Let me hear how you're feeling.
0: By the way, Greeny, we're starting to get some calls from some Nathaniels.
1: Are are the Nathaniels upset?
0: They're out of. They're coming out of the woodwork.
1: Okay. Well, if your name is Nathaniel, you are welcome. Uh, Let's hear from the Nathaniels as well. Coming up next,
0: Greeny, the podcast.
4: That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
5: Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: I asked the question of the day on Twitter at ESPN Greeny. If Aaron Judge hit 62 home runs this season, will you consider that the record? 54% said no. 46% said yes. I will remind that I followed up that tweet yesterday because I've been posting these poll questions, and most of them are pretty simple. You just vote yes or no, or you vote for a person or whatever the case may be. But in this case, Nuno, I have looked at some of the replies, or I was yesterday, because it's something that obviously people have strong feelings on. And I felt a need to add some context. So I did then tweet For context, there have been six seasons of 62 or more home runs in the 150-year history of baseball. They came from three players in a span of four years. I mean, it's here's what I'll say. Like, in a court of law, you have to prove something beyond reasonable doubt. I think that proves something beyond reasonable doubt. When you separate four seasons from the other 150 – and say it in these four seasons it happened six times, and in the other 150 seasons it happened zero times, I think it is reasonable to say those four seasons are a complete outlier. They aren't the same. They don't correspond with the other ones. So if there's some way of still creating some interest in the other ones, and thus all the ones that are going to come afterwards— no no I I think we got to find a way to do it. No, I agree
2: with you because normally in it, right what we did when that was happening you know uh I think ESPN might have cut into those at-bats, right? Mm-hmm. And like that's something I think when Judge gets closer to 61, we should be doing, right? And, like, we're not doing. I think that's the same thing we'll probably be doing for Albert Pujols when he gets close to 700. Like, these records should be celebrated, and we're not doing it, I feel
1: like. One of the reasons, it is not the only reason. This may not even be the biggest reason. But one of the reasons, if you are concerned about the popularity of baseball, is that one of the things that always drew people to it were these numbers, We have to make them relevant again. We continue in 15 seconds. We roll along. I'm Greeny. We're live above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. A reminder, we got college football for you this Saturday. Number one, Georgia takes on South Carolina. It's brought to you by Cross Country Mortgage. With the best loan originators in the game, Cross Country Mortgage is dedicated to getting it done. Visit ccm.com today. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS 3029. That's three zero two nine. All right. So I'm getting calls from Nathaniels. I hope they're not angry. I don't mean to make fun of your name or diminish your name. It's just an unusual name in the year 2022. So, Bubba, who, who have we got on the phone here?
0: Yeah, we're going to start with a Nate.
1: Nate. So, Nate, is your name actually Nathaniel? Yes, my name is Nathaniel, and I go by Nate. Anyone named Nathaniel that prefers Nathaniel is a psychopath. <laughs> no, it's I not know. a sexy name. It's not cute. It's not anything normal. So there's something wrong with that guy. We can't you have know? that. Hey, you heard it from a Nate. We can't have Nathaniel I'm, I'm, on Nathaniel I'm crime. Uh, no, but I'm Nate. just being honest. He has some issues. <laughs> Nate, I, I appreciate the call. We cannot have Nathaniel on Nathaniel crime like this. Bubba, is there another one?
0: Yeah, let's go to uh, Chris.
1: Well, Chris, why are you calling on the subject of the name Nathaniel?
0: Hey,
4: Greeny. Hey, my son's actually named Nathaniel, and he's, he's seven years old, man, and we prefer Nathaniel, but we do affectionately call him Nader Tot because when I was making up a song, I had to have something to rhyme with, and that's what came out.
1: So (laughs) I just have to assume that if he becomes a head football coach someday, he's not going to refer to himself as Nader Tot. So it's not. Oh, you know what? You know what, though, dude? He uh,
4: he told his teacher on the first day of school, he goes, my name's Nathaniel, but you can call me Nader Tot.
1: So he embraces it. (laughs) So that's adorable when seven Yeah. at 37, that's going (laughs) to get a really different reaction. I'm just warning you, Chris. I know that. I mean, at seven, it's cute. I like it. I like the story. At 7, it's cute. At 37, if he wants to go by Nathaniel, just like Nathaniel Hackett, he is certainly well within his rights to do so. If he wants to go by Nader Tot, he's going to have a little bit of a tough time, I think, assimilating into the rest of society. That's just one person's opinion. I hope everything goes well for him. Right, meantime, are there other calls here, or did we just get Nathaniel? I
0: think those are the only Nathaniel calls for now, so let's go to Ben. Okay, then Ben, was this the
1: how we feel in calls?
0: Yeah, not calling on Nathaniel, but I do
3: agree with you on that take for sure. I okay. uh, just wanted to, talk about, wanted to talk about the Browns a little bit. Go I know ahead. they're playing the, your Jets this week. Uh, listen,
1: did you hear Bart here. Scott at the beginning of the show today telling us, and Diana Rossini picked it on Get Up this morning, that the Jets are going to beat the Browns this Sunday? Did you hear that?
3: I, I have a hard time seeing it. I, I really do, but... The, the the thing I wanted to talk about with the Browns is yeah. the offseason dominated by the Baker and Deshaun talk. That aside, I'm looking at the next three games. We did what we had to do, got the Baker game behind us. Jets, Steelers at home, Falcons, a defense that's not talked about a ton, Nick Chubb, a capable wide receiver one. I just think it's kind of all these Browns fans that are waiting for Deshaun to save the day. I think it's fair to say that we'll be in a pretty good position when he does come back, and a defense that actually is a top five defense from my point of view and what I've seen. You
4: could be right. Your thoughts there?
1: Let's no. You're getting no argument out of me. I mean, if the Jets beat the Browns this weekend, I will be a delighted and b stunned. The Browns are good when they have Deshaun Watson back. Whatever your feelings on him are, and I have strong ones, but if we're going to just evaluate him as a football player, he's great. Now, I don't know if he will be that at the end of this season, because by then he will have not played in basically two years. Eventually, they're going to be great. And do I believe that? Look, I think the Steelers are going to beat him. But without TJ Watt, that's a, niffy, that's a 50-50 game. And look, I, I'm, I'm latching myself on to Diana and Bart predicting the Jets are going to win this weekend, and i love them to be right. But if I had to bet on it, I most certainly would not. Your chance to be a part of Greeny Nation's The Dr. Pepper Call-In Line, ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Bubba, who's next? Yeah, let's go to William in Manhattan. William in Manhattan, you're on the Dr. Pepper Call-In Line. How are we feeling?
2: I'm feeling great. As a Giant fan, I, I got a good feeling. We have a chance starting to 2-0 for the first time in a very long time, Greeny. And can I say something about the record real quick? Yeah. Okay, so I still think 73 is the record. Now, um, what Aaron Judge is doing is amazing. It's awesome. So how come we always talk about these tainted records, but we never talk about the World Series championship team who who had these players juiced up? Nobody ever mentioned that. Yeah, they do. And they honored those championship teams.
1: It's a good call, William. And Buster brought that up yesterday. And that's why I'm saying don't take Bonds out of the record book and put him in the Hall of Fame. These games took place. These home runs were hit. All of that was real. I saw it with my own eyes. We can't pretend it didn't happen. It does not mean there cannot also be an acknowledgement of this other record. Now, I get it. It's a slippery slope. It's kind of hard to wedge it in. It's much easier to say, well, this is the 14-game season record in the NFL, and this is the 16-game season record, and this is the 17. I think they should do that. Um, And the 154 versus 162, whether you agreed or disagreed with the way they did that, it was easy and clean. This is not. But I do believe that some acknowledgement of Maris's record and becoming judges, if he breaks that, I think it is appropriate. And I think it would be a good thing for the sport. William, I appreciate the call. Bubba, give me one more. Yeah, Let's go to our pal Buddha in the Bronx. Buddha in the Bronx. It's been a long time, my friend. You're back with us on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. How we feel in Buddha?
0: Well, listen, Greeny, you know I'm a Jets fan, so you really don't need to ask me how I'm feeling. <laughs> but I'll tell you anyway. Yeah. All right, listen, check this out. Not only do the Jets could win this game, they have to win this game. <laughs> and, you know, I got three receipts to my own, brother. You understand know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, and I'll be looking for a refund if it's 4-13 again this year. And as Joe Douglas. Robert Sala and Zach Wilson. I mean, I hope this season not okay, Kmart. The store still in business because I want my money back.
1: Listen, Buddha. I, I, I'm glad that you called and I'm glad that you said those things. Here's what I will say: the Jets' progress this season can easily be measured outside of the one loss record, and that's one of the reasons that it is so frustrating that Zach Wilson is hurt to start the year. Because at the end of the day, I do not expect the Jets to win 10 games. I think, I think that their ceiling is way lower than that. But significant progress, development of the young quarterback, watch the young players get better, build a <coughs> pardon me, build a good defense, and start showing that maybe a year from now you can become a legitimate contender. That would be fine with me. And the record, <coughs> pardon me, I, something went down the wrong way. The record almost doesn't matter. It doesn't matter as much as 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 the eye test they just got to look better last year they were non-competitive they were games that if they had not bothered getting on the plane and flying to it would have made no perceptible difference to the outcome we cannot have that this past week the defense looked a lot better that's a step in the right direction we need the offense to do it and with flacco at a i don't think it's going to happen and b it doesn't even really matter if it does Because it needs to happen with Zach. And that's the reason I'm so frustrated. But yeah, look, the coach has made a lot of people mad. I've made my feelings on that very clear. Let's just see where it all goes. Thank you for the calls. I have a bunch of things I want to sneak in before we finish up today. So let me run on to the next order of business here. I I really wanted to get this in. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What?
0: I'm sorry. What?
1: I'm sorry. What? Mike McDaniels is funny. He is the coach, it's McDaniel, excuse me, not McDaniels, the coach of the Dolphins, is funny. He was asked about the difference between being an assistant coach and being the head coach, and this was his response. I get more sleep
3: now than I did in my past endeavors, It's partially because I, it didn't matter. I, I, would, I mean, I used to be able to really push it from game day to almost Wednesday without showering. Now that would be obvious. Um, I can't hide.
1: He used to be able to push it from game day, which let's just, for the sake of this argument, say is Sunday, to Wednesday without showering. That's Monday, no shower. Tuesday, no shower. Wednesday. So let's call that three days between showers. Bubba, what is your maximum amount of time elapsed that you will ever allow yourself to go between showers?
0: Um, I mean, well, it sounds like he's doing, you know, he's doing three on a regular. So, I mean, that's insane. I mean, I've probably gone three days without showering. How
1: recently? Mm,
0: you know, that's probably like a, you know, maybe like a Christmas break type situation like that. I would say.
1: Why are you over Christmas break <laughs> not showering for three days? What is it that's happening in your life that you can go three days without showering? You know,
0: maybe it's more two. I'm, maybe it's, I'd say two is kind of where I, 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 uh, I,
1: three days. You went three days probably, without showering. I'd probably say two is probably my max. What would you how would again sh-
0: I'm showering I'm showering every day, so I'm not saying this is a regular thing. But I'm, ever. I'm saying two would be kind of where I would really zero in. What and, is
1: the last time kinda... you went a full day without showering?
0: I mean, I can't remember, but it's
1: Has it been recent? Be honest. Oh, I'm Have I'm... you showered every day this week?
0: Yes. This week. Yeah. And the weekend. Yes.
1: You took a shower both Saturday and Sunday?
0: Uh, might not have on Sunday. <laughs> no, I didn't on Sunday because I, I went to a concert Saturday, came back Sunday. I didn't shower on Sunday. Yeah, Saturday.
1: so you went to a concert, hot, sweaty, surrounded by thousands of people. So yeah,
0: one day is, you know.
1: And then Sunday.
0: And then I showered before I came to work.
1: When did you come to work? Monday. That's right. So Sunday, you just sat and bathed in your own filth. Right. Is what you're telling me. Yeah. Did did you encounter another human being from the time you awoke to the time you went to sleep on Sunday? No. I see, so that's the thing. If you don't encounter another human being, you were exactly. at. Admit-
0: and if I'm going out doing something, I'm, I'm clearly going to shower. And that's, the th- you know, again, McDaniels with other people. I, I guess he's implying in the old days he would hide in his office as an assistant coach in the corner. And if I'm ever doing something or going out in public, I'm certainly going to shower.
1: No. what is the last time you went a full day without showering.
2: I can't remember. I'm a two shower type of guy. Anyway, like so Whoa, two. This, yes, two. Uh, you're
1: very you can't keep your hair looking like that I'm without to showering a water lot. In
0: this state, geez.
1: He, but he does he's got the he's got the slicked back look. Oh, he sure does. Which I think you cannot accomplish without showering, right? Like you can't the, the, the cleanliness, the one thing I never question about Nuno is his cleanly, his commitment to cleanliness. I think is in fairly good order.
0: I mean, I'm pretty sure you can do that without showering. The hair
2: part, I don't know, but you need water on your body. You're still a head coach, uh, an assistant. You are like interacting with your players, and you're not showering. Like, what are you human being? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, you're just hoping that like (laughs) one of your players, one of your offensive linemen, stinks
1: because he's 350 and like just sweats coming out of his pores. Here's what I would say: there is nothing, absolutely nothing, that bothers me more. Than a malodorous person. Like, if pick the most if, if I had met the most beautiful woman in the world, whoever insert whoever you wish as the most beautiful woman in the world when I was single, and she had like a very bad odor about her, I would have been uninterested immediately. Immediately. There's nothing worse than a stinky person. You get into a car, I'm in Ubers all the time. Like, like a person who smells bad is just the worst. So here's what I'm telling you. If you're not shy, and I don't mean this to Bubba and Nuno, I mean you if you're listening to me right now, if you think you can get away with being around other people and not having showered today, you're wrong. If you think people don't notice that you smell that way, you're wrong. It doesn't matter if you change your clothes. It doesn't matter what you spray yourself with. That just makes it worse. When you spray some of this body spray and all that kind of stuff over a malodorous, it just, they combine for something that is just horrific. So I'm telling you right now, you stink. You stink. You think people don't notice, but they do. They're aware of how you smell. And it's bothering them. They're just too nice to say anything about it. So I'm here to be your friend. I'm here to help you. I'm here to uh, assist you in a way that you quite obviously need. So if you have not showered today, I don't care where you are. I don't care what you're doing. Stop, go home, and take a shower. On behalf of the rest of planet Earth, I beg you. All right. The question of the day today, if Aaron Judge hit 62 home runs, Would you consider that the record 54% voted no, 46% voted yes. My endless thanks to everyone who chose to cast a vote. We will have another question today. We'll come back and talk about it tomorrow. Should be a very interesting game tonight. I like Kansas City at home in a good game over the Chargers. We'll have plenty to say about that tomorrow. See you then, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny
0: the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN Plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.
5: Robert Half research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half.